Thank you for listening to the Drums and Rums podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast and our content on YouTube, become a Drums and Rums Patreon member, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel as we work to get towards 1,000 subscribers. Links are listed in the description of this episode. And thanks again for checking out this episode and all of our other past episodes. Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums, where the backbeats meets the spirits, and I'm back in the hosting seat here, jumping back into the podcast here, and I wanted to t- cover drummers for International Women's Month or Women's History Month, and I wanted to find out some questions about, you know, female drummers. And what do you do when you want to find out and ask questions and get feedback? You go to Reddit. Ask the people of Reddit, and they delivered. And delivered, they did. So I posed a question and posted it was, which female drummer influenced you or you're a fan of? And the responses were amazing. A lot of people chimed in. A lot of people voiced their their uh, you know, thoughts. You know, certain drummers really influence or certain drummers they follow uh, on YouTube or just musically. But I took at least cold down to the top 10 based on who the upvotes for the names that were mentioned. And of course, I'll cover a couple of other names at the end here. So, but first up was resounding at the top of the upvote list was Annika Niles. She's a German drummer, composer, solo musician, and music educator. She launched her career on YouTube during the early 2010s. She's also a Drumeo alum. So if you've seen her on YouTube, you've seen her on Drumeo, she's part of the Drumeo family there. She provides some classes. She's done some videos. So definitely you can, you definitely can't miss finding her on YouTube or the internet. So she's won of multiple awards as one of the finest drummers that exploded in the scene in 2014. She is a proof that it's never too late to start. She didn't take up the sticks professionally until she turned 26, but she's never looked back since. Boasting over 23 million views on social media platforms, performing her original music, she appears as one of the most influential modern drummer artists of the 21st century 23 million views that's just amazing so obviously she's got people that are really interested to what she does playing with sophistication style and a musical finesse that is rarely witnessed behind the drums she's an inspiration to women the world over in what has been a traditionally male-dominated industry fierce and determined she pours over her kit creating melodies through rhythmic complexities that are normally sit within other sections of the band. This is no machine kept the beat. This is percussive instrument on a whole new level. That caught the attention of legendary Grammy-winning artist Jeff Beck, who recently passed away, who chose her for his last world tour in 2020. So it's unfortunate timing of his passing. Besides her musical career, Annika is passionate about education as well. She's part of the department chief at Germany's Papakavium, I may be saying that wrong, and is writing columns on a regular basis for drums and percussion magazines. Her work as an author includes articles on drum magazine in the U.S. and rhythm in the U.K. and released her first educational book, had book along with Alfred Music. 
2020. Influences, Annika is influenced by, like a lot of drummers, male or female, Toto's member and career session drummer, Jeff Picaro, is one of her primary influences. Others include Carter Beaufort, Jojo Mayer, Cheryl Crow, Joe Satriani, Dave Matthews Band, Josh Stone, Stanton Moore, and Prince. So again, it's not just drummer influenced her style and her music taste. It's other musicians like guitarists as well, like Joe Satriani. So a lot of people, that was a top up vote there for Annika. So definitely find it. She's an amazing drummer. Next top vote here was Meg White. Now, Meg White, there's a lot of debate over Meg's drumming and her style and so forth. But if you don't know who Meg White is, she's an American former musician and singer, best known as a drummer of the duo The White Stripes. She's credited as one of the key artists in the garage rock revival of the 2000s and has been nominated for various awards as part of the White Stripes, including winning four Grammys. Four Grammys, okay? She must be doing something right, guys, if she's won four Grammys. There's so much debate, as I mentioned, or discussion about Meg's drumming, probably more than any other debate of a drummer than the opposite sex. So I know there's always drummer debates and, you know, guys. And, you know, again, there's always this big debate over Meg's drumming that it was the perfect drumming style for that music, as has been mentioned. Even Dave Grohl, again, very famed musician, drummer of the Foo Fighters, praised White's drumming, stating in an interview that she was, in quote, one of my favorite fucking drummers of all time. Like, nobody fucking plays the drums like that. Okay. So if you respect Dave Grohl, and if Dave Grohl's going to go out there and say that, then let's get over this whole debate here. And obviously, most recently, there was a, a, an article, and I even saw it posted uh, on, on Facebook. And in response to negative consensus, Jack White stated Meg Strumming to be, in quote, best part of this band and called her a strong female presence in rock and roll. He called her detractors sexist. So there you go. So let's end it. Get over it. And she's not even performing anymore. So she's had some anxiety issues and she's kind of retired from playing uh, drums and music. So the third person who really received the most upvotes was Cindy Blackman. Now, she was born into a music family. Her mother and grandmother were classical musicians and her uncle was a vibist. What's a vibist? Let somebody plays the vibraphone. Pretty simple, but it's kind of a cool word. When Cindy was a child, her mother took her to classical concerts. So, so again, very influenced at an early age into music, classical music too. You know, great to grow up in a household like that. So kudos to her family. So Cindy's introduction to the drums happened at the age of seven in her hometown of Yellow Springs, Ohio. At a pool party at a friend's house, she saw a drum set and began playing them. She said, just looking at them struck something in my core. And it was something completely set me right from the second I saw them. And then when I hit them, it was like, wow, that's me. Soon after, Blackman began playing in the school band and persuaded her parents to get her toy drums. So she started off, got her set a little drum kit, and then started playing. Again, that's as you know, trying to convince your parents to buy you a drum set, which is one of the loudest instruments, is always a tough thing. So she attended the Hart School of Music in Hartford, Connecticut, and then she continued her education with her study in, in Boston at the Berkeley College of Music with Alan Dawson, who had also taught Tony Williams, 
an inspiration for Cindy. In 1993, when, yeah, after she's gone to school, she's continued her education, played live in New York and, and just cutting, you know, cutting her teeth in the scene. In 93, Blackman had an opportunity to work with Lenny Kravitz, which mostly everybody probably knows her from playing with Lenny Kravitz in an infamous videos, Where Are You Gonna Go My Way with Lenny Kravitz. From New York, Blackman talked over the phone with Kravitz in L.A. and played drums for him as he listened. Lenny Kravitz immediately asked Blackman to fly out, fly out to L.A. She stayed for two weeks, including shooting the video for Are You Gonna Go My Way. She will go on to have 18 years as Lenny Kravitz's touring drummer. That's pretty impressive. Cindy Blackman's is a rare as a female jazz percussionist. In the past, there were a lot of stigma touched upon women playing certain instruments, Blackman says. Any woman or anyone facing race prejudice, weight prejudice, hair prejudice, if you let somebody stop you because of their opinions, then your only thing you're doing is hurting yourself. I don't want to give somebody that power over me. That is very empowering. Right? Screw anyone else and they say, you do what you do, you do you. Right? So, kudos to, to Cindy. Now again, I didn't know that she also had married Carlos Santana more recently than I thought she'd been married longer than that. But anyway, so that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, so Cindy Blackman. I remember watching all the Lenny Kravitz videos there and all of that. So very powerful drum. Have you ever seen that video? If not, go check it out over on YouTube. Next one was probably had had really uh, set a lot of drummers, a lot of women, a lot of girls into wanting to play drums because they saw them had long ago. Karen Carpenter. She was a singer and a drummer who formed half of the sibling duo, the Carpenters, alongside her older brother, Richard. She first became fascinated with the drums after joining her high school marching band to get out of gym class. That's pretty funny. She reportedly persuaded the band director to let her switch from glockenspiel to the drums, despite concerns that girls don't play drums. In the early years of the duo, Karen often performed behind the drums and sang at the same time. But this was later advised to give up the drums she loved so much to sing at the front particularly on ballads. Her drumming skills were praised by famous drummers such as Hal Blaine, Cubby O'Brien, and Buddy Rich, among others. Okay, if you're getting praise from Buddy Rich, then yes, you're doing something right. And I mean, look, again, I, I say that and I think about it. You don't need somebody else's affirmation, but again, it's good to know that other people that are seen in that industry there. But again, you don't need somebody's affirmation to tell you you're doing the right thing. You just do whatever you feel like you're doing. Unfortunately, at the age of 32, Carpenter died of a heart failure due to complications from anorexic nervosa, which was little known outside the celebrity circles at the time, and her death led to increased visibility and awareness on this eating disorders. So it's unfortunate. Again, we still live in this world of you've got to be a certain size, you got to look a certain way, and all those keep up with it, and that's very unfortunate in her passing there. But I know Karen Carpenter's name comes up a lot of times in drummers who uh, have grown up maybe uh, in the in the 60s and 70s and 80s. I looked and mentioned her as one of the inspirations of the first time of seeing a girl play drums. Next was Sheila Cecilia Escovito, or also known as Sheila E. 
which most people know of her from her solo hit Glamorous Life in the 80s, but as Prince's drummer as well. Again, I grew up in the 80s. I remember exactly those two references as being that hit song as well as playing with Prince. Sheila grew up in a musical family as well. Both her father and uncles were all musicians, as well as Tito Puente was her godfather. So that's some pretty good company. You grew up again. If you grew up around with a musical family, most likely you're probably going to be playing music. She's also the niece of Javier Escovito, the founder of Seminole's San Diego punk act, The Zeros. Another uncle, Mario Escovito, fronted long-running indie rockers, The Dragons. She also is the niece of Coke Escovito, who was in Santana and then formed the band Azteca. And even Nicole Richie is Sheila E.'s biological niece, the daughter of Sheila E.'s musician brother, Peter Michael Escovito. Bet you, bet you didn't know that. By her early 20s, she was had already played with George Duke, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, Herbie Hancock, and Diana Ross. That is a pretty impressive resume at such a young age. Her career in the mid-70s as a percussionist for the George Duke Band as well. After separation from the group in 83, Sheila began a solo career starting with the release of her debut album in 1984, which included her biggest hit song, The Glamorous Life. Also recently, within the last year, Sheila E. has also announced that she's making a biopic about her relationship with Prince. So again, if you grew up in the 80s, you probably remember seeing Sheila E. in a lot of videos. Obviously, as you know, Prince, Prince is very particular about musicians and only the best. So she definitely, she's awesome. Another name that came up also from the Redditors was most many most people probably if you're a drummer and you watch a lot of YouTube you probably know this name but if not is Emmanuel Capulet. Emmanuel made her debut at nine years old when she joined a local drum and bugle corps. For eight years she played snare with different corps in Quebec. During this time she won many awards including first place at the Provincial Individuals Championship in Quebec four consecutive years in a row. Noted for her incredible hand technique and speed, but also the smile behind the kit, which is obvious when the book is her book is called Smile Your Drumming. So it makes sense. She's also a Drumeo alum as well. So again, if you're not familiar with Emmanuel, go ahead and check out Google, search for her on YouTube, check it out in, in Drumeo and also, another Drumeo alum is Sarah Thar, and she's a drummer, vocalist based in Los Angeles, California, originally from Toronto, and she started playing drums at two years old, and her first stage performance was at five. Sarah works with different artists and musicians, as well as solo and with her own band. She's been known for her versatility playing a wide range of genres from jazz and fusion to Indian world funk, R&B, and hip-hop. Sarah has performed and worked with various artists including Tayana Taylor, Jacob Collier, Steve Vai, John Batiste, Sheila E., George Watsky, Charlotte Day Wilson, Tegan and Sarah, 
and broken social scene. She's also played for composer Ludwig Göransson for the 2022 Disney and Pixar movie Turning Red. Sarah has performed with Late Night with Seth Meyers and then Late Night Show with Stephen Colbert. So you've probably seen her on the show there, which I know Seth Meyers does feature a lot of drummers. Has had a lot of drummers come on during that uh, particular week of drummers references. And as I mentioned, she's also a Drumio alum as well too. So definitely check out Drumio. I mean, we've had drum, we've had Jared Falk on the drum on the show very early on in the podcast, uh, and uh, he's had a lot of great drummers. He had a lot of great you know women drummers that are on the show very early on, uh, so forth. It goes many years back. Another name that I wasn't as familiar with, and again, this is the great thing about sharing information and learning more and being open, is this name, Janet Weiss. Now, she's an American rock drummer, best known as the former member of Sleater Kenny and a current member of Quasi. She was a self-taught drummer, and Weiss learned her technique by watching the drummers at innumerable live shows, and studying rock and punk like with the likes of John Bonham and Topperhead. So again, as a drummer I wasn't aware of, and I definitely, doing this episode research, I started Googling and learning more about these drummers, which is a really cool way for me to learn more about things. And this is what we do, right? We're trying to do this podcast for you to learn and listen to the show, listen to learn more things about people you may not have heard of, even though the internet might be a big thing. And exactly, the internet's a huge thing. So the next one, again, another Reddit Redditors that really liked this one was Evelyn Glennie, or also known as Dame Evelyn Elizabeth Ann Glennie. The indigenous musical traditions of Northeast Scotland were important in her development as a musician. Glennie has been profoundly deaf since the age of 12, starting to lose her hearing at the age of 8. But this does not inhibit her ability to perform. She regularly plays barefoot during live performances and studio recordings to feel the music. Lenny contends that deafness is largely misunderstood by the public. She explains that she taught herself to hear parts of her body other than her ears. On her website, Lenny published Hearing Essay in which she discusses her condition. Glennie also discusses how she feels music in different parts of her body in the TED Talk, How to Truly Listen, published in 2003. And a collection of her speeches and writings are published in her book, Listen World. Glennie has been featured on Icelandic singer Bjork's album, performing the, with, on the debut My Spine. She co-composed Oxygen and collaborated with many other musicians, including former generous, generous Genesis guitarist Steve Hackett, Bella Fleck, Bobby McFerrin, The King's Sisters, and Kodo. Again, here's another name I didn't know unless I found out from thank you to the Redditors about this. Again, she's Scottish, which is cool, so I definitely want to learn more about her on that. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I'm Scottish too. So I really dig that. Also on the top, this top 10 most upvoted was Sarah Lund. Sarah started playing drums in a school band and got her first drum set when she was 14. She played 
drums in bands ever since. She's entirely self-taught other than school band. She's been called one of the most unconventional, inventive, original drummers of the past 20 years. Again, like I said, here's another name I just didn't know. And I say it all the time. It's not that I've been steering away from uh, women drummers. It's just, again, there's just so many drummers. There's so much music. Just like, just like there's so many rums. I don't know all of the rums out there. Sarah started playing drums and at the age of 12, as I mentioned, inspired by watching her older brother play in a local band when they grew up in Indiana. And then they moved to Olympia, Washington, briefly as a child in the mid-80s, and then back again as an adult in 91. Sarah started playing drums in the school band and was self-taught, and this talented drummer even got her first drum set when she was 14. Now Sarah currently lives in Portland and also has a master's degree in library science from the University of Washington and a BA in liberal arts from the Evergreen State College. So again, it's great to have education that goes behind doing music. So after honing her skills and playing drums in various high school bands, she joined Unwound in 1992. Just as the band was beginning to gain a mass following, Sarah Lund quickly established herself as an integral part of Unwound's sound. Her inventive drumming style helping to create the band's unique blend of punk, post-hardcore, and experimental noise rock. So, like I said, another drummer I didn't know, learn, I've just learned more about by asking. Thank you to the Redditors, the people of Reddit, for passing this information along here. So a couple other names there that I mentioned um, that are also on this list here. I didn't forget. I know there's a whole lot of other uh, female women drummers that are out there, such as Serini uh, Kawaguchi. Uh, again, I think she's also been on Drumio too. She's, she's been all over YouTube. Stella Mozgawa. Mo Tucker, Taylor Gordon, better known as the Pocket Queen, Ruth Underwood, Terry Lynn Carrington, Carla Azar, Christina Rybilbladchenko, Jen Ledger from Skillet, now the drummer for Maximum the Hormone, Georgia Hubley, Hannah Welton, Maytal Cohen, Gina Schott of the Go-Go's. So again, these are just some of the, the, the women drummers. I, I asked the people, the great people of Reddit in the drum forum there, and I said, who are you most influenced by, or who is your favorite female drummer? And this is, so again, go to Reddit, search for that, that thread there. I had a great response, and, and it just felt like, a lot of great conversation, a lot of great talk there about women who have either inspired drummers or other women drummers to get into drumming or follow or watch or listen. So again, I, this was all part of, again, awareness. I wanted to do an episode here of female drummers and female drummers that I learned a little bit more about. And for you, hopefully y'all had also learned a little bit more about some of those drummers that I maybe didn't, didn't know about, or maybe you did. 
Maybe you do know some of those drummers that I didn't know about. But anyway, I wanted to, again, take that episode here and recognize for Women's History Month some of the top women drummers that are out there kicking ass and rocking. And of course, this ranges from all sorts of genres that we just mentioned here that they're all a part of. And again, I really dig music as a whole and anyone who plays the drums, whether it's guy or girl, just keep on rocking. So let me know what you think in the comments there over in our posting on Instagram. What's your thoughts on? Did I miss somebody or did the people of Reddit miss it? Or go over to the post there on Reddit and drop a comment there in that thread there. Again, I thank you all for tuning in for our recognition of Women's History Month or Women's International Month. And for our drummers that are out there as by the Redditors uh, comments on my post. Appreciate it all. Y'all have a great day. Here's y'all.